0: Is the Earth due for another pole shift? That's the question that we're going to explore this week on Jackalope Explored. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm Aaron Linden. I'm Steve Sisson. I'm Madison Danforth. And we are your jackalopes. This week we're going to explore the pole shifts of the Earth. It's <laughs> happening. Aaron's it's happening. excited about this one. <laughs> um, so, first off, I guess my initial question would be how many times has this happened in the past, Aaron? Hundreds. And we can Three prove this. To we can 600, prove this. Hundreds,
1: yes. Through lava flows and the documentation, lava actually is attracted to magnetic. Okay. The magnetosphere, I guess you would call it the magnetic field around the earth. And every time it flows and then it cools, it records essentially where the poles were at any given time. All right. So they've gone back and proven that this has happened hundreds of
0: times over the course of the earth. And this is something that you and I've talked about, uh, off offline multiple times because we can't prove, uh, how old, certain things are no matter no matter what you you read there's actually no proof of how old the great pyramid is. Yeah. there's can't carbon, carbon date we can't things. carbon the best thing that they can do is carbon date organic material that they've found in and around uh and that's kind of given them a basic idea. And we may even get into some of that too <laughs> but it i mean it poses the question um you know how many times has the earth basically not just pole shifted but reset human evolution uh how would we know uh you know let's say um we've got an advanced society the pole shifts what mm-hmm. would happen think about the amount of water that would just wash over literally everything because and maybe folks don't know if you look at the tides details <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if you look at the tides and the way that they're controlled the water isn't moving the earth is uh, a lot of people don't know that. And it's kind of hard to wrap your, your head around. I don't have a graph, but as the earth rotates, it rotates through the water. And so if a pole shift were to happen, that really wouldn't change. Am I correct? Like it, mm. the water still going to get pulled from the sun. It's still going to get pulled from the moon, but then the earth would literally really rotate in a way that, we don't know. Um, and so all that water would basically stay at those two areas and wash over everything that was pushed through it. Has it happened before? Has it wiped out societies Six before? times. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, the thing is, though, like, like it would wipe out all evidence. Everything. Right? So how yeah. do we know it's happened? Right. So many years ago, the CIA
1: actually hit a book. That's the claim that Dr. Chan Thomas wrote. It's called the Adam and Eve story, right? And in this, he says that this is cyclical. This happens a lot and and up to between three and 600 times. Um, He claims that these cycles take us back to the stone age. Essentially, anybody that's left is pretty much without anything. Yeah. I mean, we don't have electricity, we don't have
0: manufacturing plant, we don't have anything. Well, food, probably even. You got a phone in your pocket, but can you explain it to me how it works? Right, exactly.
2: (laughs) And the cell tower is gone anyway. Exactly. So it's a it's a brick. I mean the beeper. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) We'll
0: go back to the beeper that Madison. That's practically
2: so much for some people. I didn't know what that was. So in nineteen fifty
1: eight, Charles Hapgood wrote a book about the Earth's shifting crust. And People were kind of thinking it was pseudoscience in a way. But then it was gone on to prove, you know, we had Pangaea. We know what that is, right? I mean, it was the big supercontinent that broke apart and made what we have today. But prior to that, uh, we had Gondwana. That ex- existed for 400 million years prior to Pangaea. Before that, Panocia, Rodinia, Columbia.
2: Atlantica, Arctica,
1: Kennerland,
2: Kennerland. That's the only one that doesn't end in an A. Right.
1: Er, <laughs> and <laughs> Valbara. Mm. Right? So all of these different supercontinents broke apart, formed this, broke apart, formed this, broke apart, formed this to where we are today. The pole currently or er, during what they said was one of the greatest pole shifts between 9600 and 11600 years ago the poles actually shifted between 20 or between 15 and 40 degrees now if you if you know things like i know <laughs> i don't know how i know things but if you pay attention to that number 11600 that correlates perfectly with the younger dryas period hmm. and for people that don't know what the younger dryas is that is when Madison, Me, it's
2: too so enough. Madison, the Younger Dryas, <laughs> yes, <can> you <laughs> was a great
1: cooling period, caused glaciers to proceed, dried out most of the north, uh, continents, I guess, and it the Earth actually cooled between seven and eighteen degrees during okay. that period. So, kind of leads a little lends a little credence to that, but what is really kind of scary is Chan Thomas goes on to describe what would happen during a pole shift. And he said, first it starts with a massive earthquake that's felt all over the planet. Because I mean, it's literally when the poles shift, we basically ride on a layer of molten hot lava, like 25,000 degree lava. But because we're spinning and it's spinning, it kind of acts like a solid. And Mm -hmm. it keeps everything where it should be. If the magnetosphere and electric sphere moved, shifted, basically that lava would be in its liquid state and act like a lubricant Mm -hmm. for the continents. Mm -hmm. Allowing them to just shift all over the planet, essentially. Seawater at that point, because we're moving... It's moving at... I mean, the Earth rotates at about 1,200 miles an hour. We don't feel it because everything's moving at that. Imagine you're in a car going 1,200 miles an hour and it just stops or <laughs> takes a left super quick. What's going to happen? It's not going to be good. It'd be chaotic. It would be chaotic. So, dad
2: driving. Prediction- <laughs> Almost <laughs> as bad as your dad driving. Huh? Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> super tsunamis. I mean, two, three, four-mile-high oceanic waves mm. hitting the continents. I mean... L.A., gone. New York, gone. Everything just be gone. Sonic wind speeds, um, the water would follow basically the wind that's moving at hypersonic speeds, 1,000,
0: 2,000 miles an hour. And it, 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 uh, I bet a lot of people don't know, um, like when you skydive, mm-hmm. you have to breathe through your teeth mm-hmm. because the wind is rushing past your face so much that your diaphragm cannot get a breath you have to slow it down and so you can't just open your mouth and get a breath because the wind goes in so fast it chokes you right so in, Heck, that and, happens and outside sometimes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah. And, and yeah,
2: Wyoming knows all about it's like that. Car, it's like cardio day for me. <laughs> right? like, so, like, <laughs>
0: these winds would literally make it so, like, you'd have to try to either breathe through your teeth if you could even do that. Because, I mean, you're talking There'd about no supersonic wind. Yeah, I mean, it'd
2: yeah. be like, you'd, you'd have to hunker down, it would, first of
0: all. Yeah.
1: It would tear you apart,
0: yeah. essentially. Well, think about the debris that would be. Oh, absolutely.
1: So, you know, the air and the water basically would continue to spin we're not moving or we're moving in a really erratic pattern so it would ultimately the andes wouldn't even be high enough to stop this wave i mean think about that a wave crashing over the top of the andes i mean there would be nothing left barely maybe some places in in inland bigger areas like
0: russia might have some areas that are untouched by this but Who knows? Did he give an explanation as to why these pole shifts occur in the first place? It's a natural occurrence, supposedly. So it's like we don't really understand it, but this is just a a part of the Earth phenomena, part of the universe. Wow.
2: It'd be something that would be kind of hard to study, though, wouldn't it? Because, like, in order to study and learn, you have to have records of things. Right. and if it wipes yeah. out ninety-nine point nine percent of what you've studied, and you're starting again every time it happens. And so, with
1: all of that, you know, you've got these waves, you've got the wind, the earth moving, or once it gets to where it's going to be, essentially, one side, the sun. You know, we go around the sun. If one side is stuck. It's going to get extremely hot, and the other side is going to get extremely cold. Have you ever yeah. heard about like the flash frozen mammoths? Yeah, that actually yes. were chewing like buttercups and yeah, stuff like in the moment they were. Yeah, in the mo- like
0: we've discovered right them. These Boom. are real th- things. They died standing upright with food in their stomach. I mean, think like about that's...
1: how long it takes to make ice cubes. Yeah, and that's just water. You're talking about a giant woolly mammoth, an elephant-sized thing being flash frozen. That's how quickly all of this can happen. They predict that it would be anywhere from four to six hours for that side of the earth to drop to negative 180 degrees. Wow. In the matter of half a day. Really? So if you're on that side, it's not going to be good. <laughs> Put a coat on, maybe. Yeah, well, I would. <laughs> I would imagine. So all of this is scary, but it carries on for six full days six days of destruction
0: so he says that this the event itself the takes event itself to do.
1: before the seawater starts to subside taking everything with it i don't know if you've ever been caught like in a rip tide.
2: even just a normal wave can suck you back out well like we've had events
0: that well you know, the tsunami in thailand i was gonna you know, say they the one in thailand we have video of watching it Literally take people and material and And just drag it all out right out to the ocean. Yes,
2: A single normal wave can suck a person out. So if the earth shifts
0: 90 degrees
1: off where it is currently that pulls and you have to think about what continents are huge continents are heavy. What's the heaviest thing on the planet though? The ice. So Antarctica and the North pole essentially get pulled to the, equatorial portion of the planet melting all of that everything else becomes you know you probably would take india i guess and that's the new south pole Mm -hmm. so it would change (laughs) things dramatically to the point that even flora and fauna would be completely different Mm -hmm. unless it was you know flying and avoiding all the waves or way up high in the mountains or whatever. Interesting thing about this, though, is every religion, every creation story, I guess, has a flood story, whether it's Noah, whether it's,
0: you know, it all started with Sumerians. Yeah, exactly. The, The Noah story is essentially a recreation of an old Sumerian story so it's kind of a little bit scary um and maybe
1: just maybe so you have to think about this new york san francisco la coastal places for sure not only the shift but just that wave coming in the wave going out it would destroy everything down to its base elements essentially and be buried miles under the ocean we know more
0: about space than we know about our own ocean Is that a coincidence
2: or (laughs) do we we just not want to know? NASA
0: was exploring it and then all of a sudden it just stopped. It's the, it's the massive rug that everything gets swept under it. Absolutely. They
2: just put it in the submarine. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) So,
1: you know, maybe that is why we don't study our oceans. I don't know. There are evidence though of. More recent floods, actually, between 6,500 and 7,000 years ago. So much, much more recent than the Younger Dryas period at 11,600 years ago. Atlantis, people, you know, oh, Atlantis. Well, it could have been a real place. It was, you know, Plato had talked about it, but maybe it got wiped out and it's buried at the bottom of the ocean. But it was a real place. It wasn't created necessarily at the bottom of the ocean, but that's where it is now. So that's, I don't know, something to think about. Um, The Eye of the Sahara is an interesting area. I don't know if if you guys have ever seen that, but there's these... Essentially, you know, when you look in the ocean and you see the ripples in the sand... I've mm, I've seen the Eye of the Sahara. Eye of the Sahara, there's ripples 50 feet tall. There's no water near... The eye of the Sahara, none. Interestingly enough as well,
0: how old do they say the Sphinx is? Uh eh, maybe 3,000, I think they try to date 5, it. 000. Just I, I can't remember. It's older than the pyramids. Yes. It's older than the Great Pyramid, and, and we don't even know how old the they are. Interesting thing, though, is like, oh, Sphinx, maybe
1: 5,000 years old. Well, if this flood happened, even as recent as 6,500 years, there's water erosion mm-hmm. around the Sphinx, making the Sphinx... A lot older mm-hmm. than what they say it is, but this area is really, really interesting because, like I said, it, it looks like the ripples in the sand that you see in the ocean when it's pulling you know things in and out and, and eroding it there's no other explanation for it than there was a mass of water that ran over that at some point in time. Another weird thing is the isle of Mew, right? So you know where Hawaii is, you know, where Easter Island is this, they, they think that there was actually a continent that connected. It was had parts of Hawaii, Easter Island, on and on, because the language in that whole area is very similar. And it's very, it's, it's almost similar to Greek in a way. And how the theory of Easter Island is Oh, a bunch of Pacific Islanders hopped in a canoe Mm, and paddled thousands of miles to Easter Island. Well, if there was this island of Mew, they could have just walked there. They could have walked from Hawaii down to there. Flood comes. Those are the highest points. Wipes everything out. Those are left, perhaps. On Easter Island, I mean, you look at Easter Island from Santiago, Chile to Easter Island, is like 2,800 miles, and there's nothing in between. Yet you have this island with the Moai statue that are 30 feet tall. But what do you know about them? You see their heads, like Mm -hmm. the heads of Easter Island, right? Well, they actually have bodies. They're 30 feet tall. So are you telling me that they created these megatons statues, dug a hole, buried them, and put them in there, or... Was there a flood that buried them up to the net? And the sediment sediment just, Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So it's, I don't know, kind of interesting theories for sure. You know, as long as, like I said, the electric and magnetic structure stay the way they are, everything's great. If those change, then we start looking at having some problems. The weird thing about that is GPS used to be updated every 10 years. Then they had to move it to every five years. Then they had to move it to every year. Then they had to move it to every six months. Well, why is that? Because the North Pole, the magnetic north, is actually changing. Since 1831, it's actually drifted more than 600 miles. And it's moving more than 40 miles a year at this point the
2: magnetic north. Yeah, there are runway markers that are not correct anymore because they don't line up with the compass correctly. They have to repaint the numbers (laughs) on them,
1: which is super weird.
2: So magnetic
1: pole shifts happen about every 300,000 years. And again, we can figure that out through the lava recordings um, of past magnetic fields. The last pole shift that we had, and this is pretty well documented that it's about every 300,000 years, was 780,000 years ago. So we're more
0: than double due <laughs> for this to happen. So they're saying that this is almost like... I mean, that's that's pretty close to a million years ago. I mean, if a pole shift is... Traceable in that, Mm -hmm. in the way that you're saying that, like, geologists can pick up some lava, look at it, and be like, oh, yeah, this used to be here, whatever, however they get it done. 750,000 years. Think about how old you're actually dating the Sphinx, though, if you're linking it into this theory. I mean, that's 750,000 years old if the Sphinx and the downfall of that society is linked to a pole shift. I mean, that's a really long time for a structure to remain in place. Right. But
1: if it was the Younger Dryas, which when that ended, the glaciers receded, all that water had to go somewhere. Could that have been it? I don't know. That's, yeah. you know, that's that's for the scientists to figure well, out. If that's they the thing It's like <laughs> the
2: really, really smart people. Well, <laughs> right? Even even
0: the really, really smart people. There's there's just no way. To figure some of this stuff out. Well, the I thing mean,
2: is, you're working with such limited evidence, right, right? That you know you have so little to go on that it's you've got this little tiny piece, and the rest is just
1: possibly, conjecture, uh, yeah. theory. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it, it. I mean, either way, it seems like we're overdue. It's kind of like the big.
0: Volcano in Yellowstone that erupts <laughs> every 250,000 right. years and it's <laughs> been 600,000. I mean, think about it. How many doomsday predictions are there? Okay. You got the super volcano in oh, yeah. Yellowstone. Yep. You San got well, you had 2012. That yeah. 2012. Yeah. Yeah, right. right. Just the end of the Mayan calendar. We, you Which know, I think the dude was just
2: like, I mean... He's like three thousand years into the future. Yeah, he's and just like, a... I'm done. Yeah, that's yeah. my
0: pen wore out. Yeah, right.
2: Civilization will fall apart before then anyway. So right, right. No point in going on. He
0: probably could thought that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. And and well, you're then just doing you that's that's <laughs> that's not even the end of it. Then you got the the world ending asteroid that's on its way here yes. every other year. Yep. You've got uh, Y2K came and went. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was supposed to be a world ending event. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, it's just world ending events are just they just seem like a constant thing right uh you know every religion has got a world ending event that's on its way i think it's just this fascination that human beings have with the end of existence
2: well i think part of it is that you know we, we kind of realize how lucky we are to be here and how fragile it all is, and it wouldn't take a whole lot to really wipe things out. So I mean, you, you have those thoughts, mm-hmm. it's always in the back of your mind, that you know, this is all temporary. And, and that's, that's that sixth civilization, advanced and, civilization. And maybe that's one of those things you inherit from the handful of survivors. You kind of inherit that mindset, you know, like, you know, this stuff could get real nasty
1: real quick. Well, the interesting thing, though, is so that 6,500, 7,000 years ago, whatever, is when they basically said civilization became advanced and they trace that to Mesopotamia. Well, why
0: is that? Why weren't we advanced well before 6,500 years ago? It's not just that. But if you look at the Sumerian Empire and how advanced they were. Mm hmm. You know, it's not like they walked out of the forest and went, oh, a rock. Oh, steel. Fantastic. Like, it wasn't like this massive jump all of a sudden where they just suddenly understood everything. I don't know. I think it just took them time to go, okay, this is what we had. How do we start doing that
2: again? The, The one issue I have is, like, if you are doing, like, a reset uh obviously they're survivors. Otherwise right. you're doing a complete reset, mm-hmm. which humans aren't gonna come back again. It's gonna be something else. Yeah. So if humans have survived through this, it's odd that these stories haven't survived because you think that would be like the story you're telling. But is that the flood stories? Yeah, but it would be like—is that the only one? I mean, there would be more than one flood story. Oh, they're they're everywhere, though. They—they really are. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's there's different versions. There's different versions
1: dependent upon different locations on the globe, religions, but almost
2: every single one of them.
0: Even in Judeo-Christian religions, there's always you know.
2: But almost all of them say
0: it is the one God's wrath. They don't talk
2: about it happening more than once, though.
0: Well, maybe. But if you think about it how else would they know that it happened beforehand? Yeah. I mean, if that much time goes by between these things and you've got each advanced society, it's not like a group of scholars from that society realized what was going on all hid in a cave, sealed it up, and then came out and decided, we're going to start where we left off. Right. This is going to be people, you know, first off, probably like us. You know, like I said at the beginning of the show, you got a cell phone in your pocket, but you don't know how the damn thing works. Right, but they still tell the story. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. But over hundreds of thousands of years, so let's say another hundred thousand years actually passes by. And the story's lost its meaning and myth, yeah, right? and like nobody you, cares anymore. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we got another pole shift, and and uh, we lose everything. And it's just a handful of farmers who never knew the story in the first place because mm. that old thing, you know, like. And then all of a sudden, they came up with something new. And then, yeah, I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I have no idea. I don't think anybody does. The hard thing is, you know, we can try. And date how old the Earth is. We can try and date how old our solar system is. But it's all guesswork. It Mm. really is guesswork. Mm. We have no idea.
2: Yeah, and the fudge factors on those are like millions and billions of years. Incredible.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, an entire society could rise and fall within this. Yeah, in the margin of error. Within the margin of error. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. So, and then, you know, then you've got other strange evidence like dinosaurs and fossils and Mm -hmm. things like that. But why am I able to find all these dinosaurs but not one human i can find Mm. dinosaurs i mean all day long i know a man uh spoke with him this summer over in thermopolis Mm. who looked up at a mountain and said there's seven dinosaurs up there Mm -hmm. and the town thought he was crazy he went up and i think he found more than seven well and that's kind of the crazy thing because up in the
1: bighorns and i mean you look at how tall those are i mean what's the tallest peak up there four F- yeah, I think yeah. It's yeah. a cloud. Thirteen thousand 14, 14, fourteen feet. feet.
0: Yep. Yeah. There's shells on the top of the mountain. Well, yeah, but at the same time, you also have tectonic plates that are slamming together and forcing but these things up. What them
1: to slam together? That's the real question.
0: Tectonic plates, right?
1: So all this has been proven, though, that the continents shift.
0: No, yeah, I, yeah. That's, so, where, yeah that's where that's where mountains
1: come from. That's where right. But so. That, at one point, was at the bottom of the ocean, and now it's the highest point here for us what's at the bottom of the ocean what what did that replace?
0: I see what you're saying mm-hmm. that the the evidence that i'm talking about that I wish we'd find is actually some like Maryland's trench or right something, a, yeah, you know, miles yeah. under the ocean. Yeah, it and, wouldn't be here because right, flip it over. That was the ocean. What was livable societies now, is now buried. Now, and, buried Atl- and
2: not just at the bottom of the ocean, but under a bunch of sediment there too. Exactly. Absolutely.
0: So, and and you got to think about that. You know, uh, uh, even though we find them a lot, the 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 thing of it is, fossil is incredibly hard to make. Uh, every time, and and you know, there are paleontologists out there who would probably say yeah you don't realize how lucky we are when we find a fossil because there was a lot of things that had to happen just right for that to take place which makes me you know really examine the amount of dinosaurs that there actually were on this planet at one time an incredible amount of giant lizards out there (laughs) but again you know they're just chickens right it's kind (laughs) of it's kind of that that (laughs) same thought process though you know even even if we were able to somehow get to the bottom of the ocean and remove a whole nother mountain of sediment that has settled down there since, and suddenly get to some plane where we could start digging. What are you really going to find? It's going to
2: be fragments. Yeah, it's it's gonna gonna be, nothing. It's, it's going to be, be nothing. Well, I'm... now
0: you know after
1: all that time, it, it's going to be nothing.
0: Yeah,
2: it'd be basically decomposed. Right. But the
1: the other kind of scary thing about this is so let's say that the magnetic pole shifts right ninety degrees. Animals might get a little screwed up, you know, that that use the magnetosphere for
2: migration migration
1: patterns, things like that. Might screw up GPS, but... That can be fixed, right? I mean...
2: Yes. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, you could make an adjustment. Right. Right. You can I mean, patch it, if whatever. If you knew how much it had shifted, right. you just offset it by that much and you're good again.
0: The thing of it is I don't think GPS would be the number one concern. No. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. No. But, <laughs> you know, so there's, there's going to be some things I'm that so might
0: not be really
1: fun for a while. But, you know, is it going to wipe us out? Probably not. The scarier part, though, is as that magnetosphere is shifting, it kind of gets tangled up on itself so the magnetosphere basically protects the earth from cmes coronal mass ejections space debris whatever Solar, it becomes the sun bombards us every day every day yeah. with uv light whatever mm-hmm. i mean well we talked about the corrington mm-hmm. event you yep. know where where it fried telegrams the that's to me a little more of the scary are we actually going to you know, shift and the continents be flooded? I don't know. But if you weaken the magnetosphere, we're prone to a lot of the stuff that we talked about in the Threats from Outer Space right. episode. Yeah, yeah. That, and
0: it could be hundreds of years of that. The radiation from the sun is, is I mean, nothing would be able... To exist on Earth that I know of, uh, if there wasn't, you'd have to this go magnet,
2: subterranean. It yeah. would, yeah, you absolutely have food to the would be the big
0: thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that
2: would be the crisis. And we wh- could we could protect ourselves,
0: but yeah, getting food. and Ooh, How am I going to feed you? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. And we're not all eating
1: worms. <laughs> right. Part of the problem <laughs> with that is that you know we've talked about this before. I mean, we have not hardened our electronic grid. Well, our power grid incredibly fragile yeah. incredibly fragile so if this is going on nobody really knows what that uv what the you know if we did get a cme what i mean it could fry power grids One zap, without yeah with and we would be in the dark for mm-hmm. months if not years as i always say like especially during like 2020 and the whole <laughs> virus deal, I wasn't scared of the virus. I was scared of the people. You plunge everybody into darkness and their phones don't work. Oh man, you're going to see yeah. A lot of crazy things going on.
0: You know, it's really interesting. I've, I've, I've been watching so many interviews uh, over the course of the, the last week, kind of concerning, you know, our last show where we were talking about who are these witnesses that went before Congress to mm-hmm. tell me about these UFOs? Who is Bob Lazar? And I don't mean like, show me the documentary. Who is he as a person? And so I've been watching as much as I possibly could. And the one thing that I found, uh, the people who I find most credible in the ufo world are people who say i don't want to be part of your ufo world right um you're crazy and i want as far away from you people as possible i mean <laughs> it's it's instant harassment all right yesterday you and i watched a video sitting right where we're at now it was a model mm-hmm. who reposted a video about a ufo uh out an airplane with of an airplane like 20 window. feet she has been bombarded with emails and texts to the point where she got on social media and said, that is not my video. I reposted it. Move on. Leave me alone. Bob Lazar... Uh, famous guy talked about S4 working, you know, helping in this program. He said that he's had people drive from clear across the country and camp in his yard <laughs> and, and like and harass him. Mm-hmm. He's had people break into his home to see if he had anything that they could get a hold of. I mean, he has been his life is hell. Uh, uh, uh com- Commander Graves, um, the individual who chased the tick tock, he said, same thing. He's like, wow, you. You come out about this stuff, whether you want it or not, they're halfway up your butt Mm -hmm. they're doing, and this isn't the government. This isn't the government. Right. No, this, this is, is just people. people. Yeah.
2: No, those are the fanatics. Yeah. The fanatics yeah, and, and turn and your life. In, bad fanatics. there's fanatics. Yes. ones that want to learn, and there's ones that want to harass
0: you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, there's so there's
2: one person on TikTok that posts something bad, and everyone's down their throat.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And
0: it happens right yep. away yeah. these days. Yep. It's instantaneous. And so it's like, you know, God, there's who'd want to be part <laughs> yeah. of anything like right? that?
1: Right, but they still stick to their story, yep, which absolutely. is crazy. They do. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. One of the other things that I find fascinating about this is... You start looking at some of the dates on this, and like Steve said, the fudge factor could be thousands of years, millions of years, whatever. But what's the prediction of Planet X, Planet 9, Nuburu, is about every 7,500 years, right, comes by, so they say. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, that correlates to a pole shift, Mm -hmm. potentially. So could it be because that planet is coming by, it pulls the poles, essentially, the heavy ice, to the equator as it's passing by, and that's what causes
0: the pole shift. You know, I I know I'm asking you to to pull some information from memory here, but do do you happen to remember any kind of dimensions of this planet X? I mean, is it bigger? Did he describe it as something that was larger than Earth? or size of...
2: (sighs) i remember it being large jupiter yeah was but, that jupiter? my god if, Uranus, if, if, yeah. if
0: it's the size of jupiter i you want to know why earth exists because jupiter's there yeah right it's, <laughs> it's all the asteroids it, it literally out, yeah. cleans up yep. everything in our solar system right. if we had another showing. celestial <laughs> body like, the size of think, jupiter <laughs> it would disrupt every single thing that we know in our society mm-hmm. it, that gravitational pull would be so intense it would absolutely. I could totally understand what you're saying. It would and in
2: a matter of four hours. It, yeah. it
0: would destroy everything. Mm-hmm. The
2: thing is, for me, I think it would also alter orbits. Though I mean, it wouldn't like just mess up stuff and then move on. Right. Like it would permanently change. It the would way have the solar to, it? Laid out. I, I mean, because
0: it's it's going to pull. I mean, if it comes close to Earth, it'd pull our moon away. Yeah. I and if our moon's yeah. pulled away, then that's it for tides. Um, and, and God knows what's going to happen after that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's the idea that if this thing is moving through space, we can generally see that in, you know, uh, one, one way that we know that there's supermassive black holes in the center of our galaxy is we can't see the hole. We just know that there's stars orbiting something. Mm-hmm. And when the scientist, and she's absolutely brilliant, and I forget her name, so I'm not going to do her justice, look it up. She, she's the one who kind of figured this out, put it in a computer and said, there's only one thing that can make stars of this size orbit, and that's a super massive black hole. And so that's how we learned these are galaxy makers. All we're doing is just spinning around this massive black hole. In the middle of space but we found that because we can look and see where the other celestial bodies are moving so even though there's like this massive void where we can't get any information by watching this i know that's gotta be there mathematically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with planet x as it's approaching us what's going to happen to the kepler belt what's going to happen to pluto where's you know where are all these dwarf planets going to go they're going to just be sucked right to this thing right so, I guess that's my thing, is if this, if Nibiru is returning, this is more than just, you know, a planet whizzing by. This is going to be an unavoidable event. Everyone's going to be able to see this. Everyone's going to be able to feel this, because it is going to change our entire solar system. Everything. Why hasn't that happened then?
1: I don't know. <laughs> but why are we all really aware of UFOs now? Are they coming by and going, Uh, eh, should we tell them? Should we say these <laughs> guys? Nah, they're probably not worth it.
0: You know, and I, I don't that, know. I, I heard a rumor about, like, there is, like, an object on its way here. And I heard that, uh, and, and this is all speculation, folks. I have not laid my eyes on even a news story of this, and I did look. But somebody said, there's something on the way here. And it changed directions without Mm. gravitational influence if something's cruising through the solar system and all of a sudden it changes directions towards earth okay without a gravitational influence that's got to denote intelligence of some some kind so uh i i went looking for this because this rumor was like holy cow that's amazing uh supposedly supposed to be here around 2027 uh three years what, are you, you Are you going to go to school by then?
2: Hopefully, yeah. Okay, so more. still study. Well, don't you, stop you studying. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah. stop studying. But
1: you yeah.
0: might not have to worry about student debt. <laughs>
2: That's <what I'm> <laughs> that that
0: might be a thing of the past. But... In
2: that case, my Venmo is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but the idea that that you know something's on its way that can't be hidden that the government can't say. Uh, you know swamp gas right you know if Weather if blue. there yeah. is something <laughs> that was so funny you guys. if there is something that parks over central park west and it's the size you know of of a cruise liner right right it, yeah. we, we got an issue so i don't know if that's mm-hmm. what's going on but i would think that if an event of that size or magnitude is about to take place and these whoever's on that thing where to jump out and basically say we've been talking to you guys as government for years. <laughs> it's the Anunnaki. Then all of a yeah. sudden, you know, the the rest of the United States is going to be looking, <laughs> huh? Right? Really, you people? sons of bitches? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. You know. So, but if I just slowly release information, yeah. Oh well, the government didn't know about it. This must be some secret underground government because that's what's going on right now. Yes. You've got Congress going, we don't know about this, and then you've got, you know, uh. Uh, Graves, what's his name? Not Graves. Grush. Grush. Mm-hmm. You've got Graves, Fravor, and Grush giving testimony before Congress, and they're throwing their hands up saying, well, I don't know. Well, somebody does. Mm-hmm. Someone somewhere, because someone somewhere is running this program. And you can compartmentalize something all that you want. No matter how much you compartmentalize something, it is going to lead to one office. It is going to lead to one office. Man, one woman, someone somewhere's in charge. Right. So whoever that individual is, whether it be Skunkworks, ultimately, uh, who, you know, doing the Apple computer thing where they're like, well, we've got technology and, and it has been said that the leader of skunkworks has said we could have taken AT home years ago all the tech that you guys have seen is nothing it's right. nothing that's how i would run a company i'm sorry but that's exactly how i would run a company you got know, to think about these scientists these aerospace individuals they are working on this stuff 24 hours a day seven days a week sometimes weeks at a time without going home weeks at a time without going home mm-hmm. where are we now you know, how long ago was SR-71 Blackbird? Oh, man.
2: And how long did it exist before it was
0: Oh, revealed. Before it was Easily even Easily 20 yeah. years, probably. Now, you got people working on this stuff all around the clock. And it's, they're not going to keep funding it if they're like, well, can't get any further. No, no, you're just going to be like hammered away, hammered away. Okay, great. We can do this now. Fantastic. But we don't need to put it in the shop. Fantastic. We don't need that yet. Put it in the shop. That's the
2: thing. If it's a military operation, there has to be a military advantage to it. Even if the technology is, you know, super advanced, if it doesn't have an application, For that. Yeah, but you can't put a bomb on it. Yeah, it just gets shelved.
0: Exactly. But if I can use it commercially, then I find a a puppet company or maybe even found another one, and I slowly release it to the general public, Mm -hmm. right? We talked about this. This is how corporations would be benefiting from this, Mm. uh, you know, de-engineering. What if it is just good old human ingenuity and tenacity? We have this stuff, but I, number one, I'm not going to come out and tell everybody This is what I've got in the garage because now I got Russia up my butt. I got China at the door. Everybody wants a slice of this thing. Mm -hmm. And it is not within the interest of national security to show you. I'm sorry, but it's not, you know, and and you've got these other people who are complaining. Well, if if we have this alien technology, it should be given to the world. No, it shouldn't. Right. Not at all. Well, and, you know. How many times have we had this alien technology? <laughs> so How many you times just have we gotten wiped out. You just filter it to the to the community at a slow mm-hmm. pace. And if if there's an event that's coming that we can't control, that they can't control, then I need to make somebody, uh, you know, I need to make the general public okay with this, right? Because like you guys were talking about earlier in the show, this whole system is paper thick right. uh-huh. yeah. whether people want to admit it or not there's and and that's what kind of bothers me about conspiracy theories i think so many people take comfort in the idea that they're keeping secrets from us just so that they can go, whew, at least someone's in control That's of this shit. Right.
2: Chaos is very
0: unsettling. It's too. terrifying. We
2: love order. We love to find order in things that don't have order, like you know, gambling and anything like that. You're rolling the dice. You're trying to find patterns there. Mm-hmm. It, it's much more comforting for us to have someone in charge.
0: Exactly. And
2: if, even if that someone is an evil, corrupt government, at least someone's running it. At least it. someone's in and charge. It's not yeah. just so much a madman doing crazy things on their own. I mean, it's not you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean,
0: what do you generally think? You know, well, they'll take care of it. Yeah. I'm and sorry, but, but you <laughs> right. g- you generally think that. Well, you know, someone somewhere's probably yeah, watching some, this, Someone right? knows
2: more about this than I do. I, I don't have, have to worry control. about it. I can yeah.
0: go to work. I yeah. can get my bills paid. My trash will be out on Tuesday. <laughs> That's my life. Everyone else is taking care of this other crap. It's terrifying to think that <laughs> right. everyone's thinking that. <laughs> yes. Right. You know? No one's in charge, no yeah. one's keeping any secrets. We're all guessing. Well, and we're we're literally about a three-day society.
1: Yeah. I mean, if if things go bad, you've got about three days to get it figured out Mm -hmm. before it gets real bad, Mm -hmm. before you don't have clean water to drink, before food supplies are gone, before if you go that long without food and water, you're pretty much toast. Mm -hmm. So if there's a cataclysmic event, even if it's just a power grid going down, Let's say that we're not overcome with a four-mile-high wave, but the power goes out for a year? (laughs) It's going to be problems. Yeah. Think about that. It's going to be like Mad Max. Think nap. about that.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's only a handful of real hardcore survivalists that would last that long. that yeah. Things are going to get really, really nuts before then.
0: It's the people that are still in their cabins for 2012. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. and the, the thing, Y2K. Yeah. You know, if, if, if an event like this was taking place and you were a government, you know, we all like to sit around and think, well, we're going to take our best and brightest. Right. <laughs> and we're going to go in this cave and the rest of you.
1: Best <laughs> one, you know. <laughs> but that, you know that's the—that's that's kind ho, of the folks. interesting thing, though. Is so, like Cheyenne Mountain, right? I mean, huge military complex in a mountain. Well, if that mountain's at the bottom of the ocean now, it
2: doesn't
0: really <laughs> yeah, matter. It doesn't man. matter.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're kind of screwed. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think in those situations, it's just write it out because there's nothing you can do. No,
0: there's yeah. nothing. you can No, do. I'm going to tell you exactly City what would happen if if there was a cataclysmic event and I saw it. So let's say like. We walk outside the mushroom cloud. It's close enough <laughs> yeah. where I'm like, oh wow, this is. I'm you want it with arms wide open. I'm walking into that thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see the other side of tomorrow. No, you know you got these people. They're like these survivalists. They it They want to make it through. They want to. Well, what the hell's on the other side of tomorrow, <laughs> right, man? Right. More misery. That's what's on the other and, side and of for tomorrow. the rest of your life. that's it, it's not going to recover in that. No of time. one's FEMA ain't showing up. No, there's what no. you've got's what you've got's gone. And and a lot of these kids, you know. <laughs> Like the the there's a great video game out there where it deals with uh uh you know a nuclear event that has ended the world and now your players got to survive in this world. The one thing that uh, it really doesn't show you, what's it smell like out there? You <laughs> right. know, w- like seriously, what, what what does everything <laughs> right. smell like? What where did you get that clean water? Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you ever? Really experienced food poisoning. Oh, yeah. It is the worst sickness you will ever go through. Mm-hmm. Twinkies don't stay good forever. Have you ever? No, they might. <laughs> think, think about uh, the water that uh, we find so convenient to walk up and turn that tap on. That's gone through a whole process. There's a whole team that makes sure that oh, you don't die when you drink out of your well, goddamn. And one faucet. of the things
2: with food poisoning is you have to stay hydrated to recover from it. Right? Exactly. If the, if the water is bad,
0: and that's why you're sick. Now there are certain things that we do know that the cavemen didn't, right? Okay, boil my water. Mm-hmm. I know how to do that. I know how to survive that. Okay, cool. I know how to hunt. All right, awesome. So does everybody else. Well, but you, but you could contribute to say like a little tribe, right? Well,
2: yeah, as, as long as a few things go your way. like, <laughs> it's like as, as long as like, enough animals survive. Yeah, and as long as you know the plants that they rely on survive. As long as a few things go your way then, yeah, there are ways out of it.
0: But the one thing about a cataclysmic event like that that I can tell you, nothing's going to go your way.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, those things have to line up pretty well.
0: Absolutely.
2: And if any one of those things breaks down, it's you've got no hope. Why stick around?
0: Why? Just the will to survive, you're going to propagate your diet. Why? Your child's life's going to be worse <laughs> than yours. No, right. But why?
2: I don't think anyone would intentionally. You would survive by chance. It, it You'd would be, be just be, one of the guys you, that didn't get wiped out. You
1: happen to be On Mount Everest. Yeah. You know, (laughs) at the time and you're like, oh crap.
0: What I miss.
2: (laughs) Lost track of time, huh? What's going on out here?
0: You know, it's just those people who who want this situation. It does explain a lot though. It it
2: explains a lot about how why humans are the way we are, because just the random lucky doofus that just happened to not get hit by the asteroid is the one that ends up, you know, having all the offspring and we're all descended from that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not much. the one that
2: was the smartest and the brightest and the, you know, the one that was all prepared.
0: So right. exactly. So if this mag shift has happened in the past, you know, maybe it was somebody. They were like, well, I wasn't in town. at the time, <laughs> right. right. And I showed up and there's a ocean where my country supposed to be. I guess I'm going to go back to this cave and see what comes tomorrow. Right. You know, like and then all of a sudden you found a society and you're worshiping. Cats and dogs <laughs> because he liked cats and dogs. Right. What's, yeah. Yeah. He was out
2: there looking for his cat. That's why he didn't get wiped
0: out. And all of a sudden, you know, Jasper, this was all because of you, buddy. <laughs> I knew there was something special 6, about you. 6,500 years ago,
2: Jasper was out of town. And
0: all of a sudden now I got a pyramid with Jasper's, you know, right. ancestor sitting out front of it, you know.
2: That actually is Jasper. All right. <laughs> He's- Jasper Mountain. Jasper
0: Mountain. So, So I don't know. Pole shift, is
1: it coming? Probably. Well, if it's happened before, it'll happen again. See, that's the thing.
0: If if it's a natural phenomenon, then it's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. And there's absolutely nothing that can be done for it. So, what would you have to do? You'd have to do Project Arc. Yeah, right. You'd have to have a spaceship, and you really would take your best and brightest. And and, Jasper. And (laughs) Jasper. (laughs) And you'd skip town. Oh man! We should name Maybe him we should name him
2: <gasps> Jasper. Jasper. Jasper, Jasper. Jasper,
1: the jackalope. Oh, Jasper the
0: jackalope. I love it. Just, just so you know, I, my wife and I have a cat named Jasper, which is why oh, I said that. Oh, that's even so, perfect. Oh, yeah, that's more perfect. Jasper so. the jackalope. She, uh, yeah, she got him pretty early on. <laughs> bottle fed him like the whole nine yards. <laughs> he's been with her his whole life, so mm. he's a good cat. Wow. Yeah, he's a good cat. Jasper the jackalope. I Jasper
1: it. the jackalope. There you go. Yeah, Scott. I
0: think I think that's perfect. <laughs>
1: Hopefully, he'll be around.
0: Oh, no, he'll be around decades.
2: Just be instead thing, of the pole, yeah, the bullshit. Yeah, the yeah. one thing that will survive because yeah. it's, it's kind of light. It'll get blown away in the wind and not just decimated by it. Does it have, like, the beans in it? Does it have milk? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And its milk has
0: (laughs) aphrodisiac properties. properties. (laughs) All right, folks. If the poles are going to shift, you know, it's just one of those uncontrollable things like uh, an asteroid or the Wyoming volcano. It's just, you can't do anything about it. But you you can sure think about it. But sure, you could dwell on it. But I mean... Live your
1: best life every day. I could (laughs) walk outside and
0: and a rock that, you know, started on the other end of the universe, but somehow found its way all the way to Earth (laughs) could hit me in the back of the head and people could just go, no idea what killed him. (laughs) We're just, we're squishy little things. And (laughs) I think, I think, you know, you said this really shows a lot about humanity, but that's kind of the thing. We have this fear, you know, that something's going to wipe us out, something's mm-hmm. going to end us. So this this constant fear, I think that comes from something primitive mm-hmm. and very primal in the back. That Jasper had. Yeah. And, and that everybody is, got well, wiped out. Yeah. Yeah. That, is, that is ultimately, <laughs> I think it's just, it's just part of who we are when we were out in the wild. And there was something in the dark. Mm-hmm. So now, we 've gotten to a point as as a people as a species where we can walk into the dark now but what's beyond that mm-hmm. yeah there's something scary out there we've there's something it to in the it. next we've and, and it's always that constant fear that has actually kept us alive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. that that awareness
2: yep the ones that we're looking out for the animal in the woods are the ones that...
0: are the ones that actually yep. bred Yeah. Yep so Jasper
2: (laughs) thank you for watching
0: (laughs) doesn't get any better than that Uh, Aaron you got anything else
1: yeah, it was a feel-good show. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but we finally covered pole shift. We've been hinting at it for a long time. Well,
0: and and it's something that really, Jasper the it's one of those stories that just keeps coming around. You know, like you and I have these discussions, and it, it could actually affect a lot of different things. Like, does the government know what's happening? Are they planning to get the hell out of here? You know, we've got other theories out there that the government's got massive spaceships already in space that we're already exploring. Mm-hmm. I like it. Is there a reason? You know, <laughs> it's like a parrot, but different. <laughs> but different. <laughs> All right, Steve, you got anything else? No. Nope. Well, You've show. been playing with Jasper, yep. yeah. yeah
2: so. We've been playing, Madison. Well, and it's—I
1: yeah. it, believe it's Madison's last show. Is it not? It is. Yes. She's yep. off to college. You're out know. of here, huh?
2: I move on Monday, Jasper.
1: <laughs> so, thank you for oh, being yeah, part of this thank thank crazy ride. Thank Thanks
2: for putting up with us. <laughs> Thanks for putting up with my attitude. Thanks for giving us a lot of great thumbnails. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can send you some more from Denver. Perfect. Perfect. The reactions. Yep. yep.
0: yep. <laughs> All right. This has been Jackalopes Explore.